I think it's a self-perpetuating problem, meaning that there are crappy men in the world, right? But men are crappy because we've created a system where manhood has become obsolete. Mm -hmm. You keep increasingly telling men more and more they can't matter. When I say, who are they being told that by? You know, they're, like I said, there's, there's more sinister implications here of why we're making manhood obsolete. When we're saying masculinity is wrong, this is wrong, this is backwards, you don't need a man. Uh, you, can, you can just have a baby without a man. You're starting to see that sort of programming happening with young women. When you're telling women to act like men, you should aspire to the things that men naturally might aspire to. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you remove the more natural feeling of men being provi- providers and women being nurturers, which is a beautiful yin and yang that just works right mm-hmm. so you're creating men to feel obsolete and then women are complaining because men aren't being men you know it doesn't it doesn't work that way yo what's good everybody and this week's episode is brought to you guys by skillshare guys you know that skillshare are our amazing partners they are a one-of-a-kind online learning community where you can learn all types of amazing creative entrepreneurial and design skills if you have not and got on skillshare go ahead and sign up for skillshare immediately guys they have so many amazing courses like the finding your purpose course. And as always, if you want to build up more skills, I highly advise you guys hop on the video editing. I don't know how many times I need to say it. Go to Skillshare.com slash some roommates and get yourself Skillshare for free. Yes, guys, I've said it so many times. It is free. You do not have to pay any money. There's no excuse to not level up financially, not level up creatively. So go to Skillshare.com slash roommates Thank us later, and let's get to this week's episode. Yo, what's good, everybody? This is Hafiz, and welcome to this week's episode. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. For this week's episode, we had to drive all the way up to Rocky Top and come to Tennessee because there is somebody we have to bring back on. One of the most interesting parts about the last time this lovely lady came on the podcast is so many people told me that they really learned about her true self for the first time and they said they got a whole new perspective on who she is you guys saw the thumbnail you guys know who she is please welcome back to the show the one and only the lovely candace owens (laughs) (laughs) candace what up not much i reached out to you this time yes yeah i did and for the same reason everyone was like i didn't know Candace was like that. I've never seen her like that. And I'm yeah. thinking it's because you always see me on the defense. Yes. Like they never get to see me just actually having a conversation because yeah. every time I have a conversation, someone's trying to kill me. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And that's the part that I, when I, whenever we do the show, that's always the goal. It's like, we know that if you want to make, get views and make money, you have to clickbait. You try to gotcha your moments, but that's not how we progress in society. Right. You can disagree with whoever you want to, but we be respectful, be classful. And then what you find out is that you have more similarities than you have differences. So I was really, I love the feedback from the episode. I know you probably love the feedback because so many people who had a perception of you off of clips that they've seen of you they came with a whole new set of eyes and i love i love that part about the show yeah and that is that is the profit model clicks clicks anger so it sucks but it is nice to just be able to relax and just have a conversation yes i love it i love it so candace a lot has changed since we've come on the since you last came on the podcast and the first thing before we even get to the mother stuff is that yo your book was selling like hotcakes. Yo, if Candace wasn't doing well before, she is doing well now. How many copies did you guys sell? 
Um, so it's split between electronic copies and hard copies. Yeah. I mean, the audiobook and hard copies. So I think right now, in just the hard copies alone, we're past four hundred thousand. That's re- that's crazy. Yeah, Candace. and it's still selling. You know, thousands and thousands of copies every yeah. week. So it's been a huge success. Yeah. And listen, guys, I'm telling you right now, this is Candace's whole studio. Like, I walked in, they said, this is Candace's building, not her office, her building. I said, yo, they are treating you exceptional over here, Candace. They are. Hard work pays off. Yes. That's the lesson in all of it. Hard work pays off. And speaking of hard work, the second change to your life is you've recently became a mother. I did, <laughs> which for you guys don't know, I'm all I'm 15 minutes late to this podcast. Yes, she is. So if you see this randomly <laughs> have to get spliced together because we're trying to find 15 minutes um, otherwise, because I'm a breastfeeding mom, and so now time is just so precious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had a baby, mm-hmm. a f- a ten week old now, ten weeks. Wow. Yeah. So very recently, um, and it's total. It's just life changing. Really. Yeah. What was the biggest thing that you felt like having a child? What did that do for you? What was the biggest change? You know, what's funny is that I had a lot of conservative women that I'm friends with in, mm. in the political sphere, and they said, when you become a mom, it'll really soften you. Mm. It actually is the opposite for me. <laughs> and oh, I, know this is so, I know everyone was hoping. Yeah, it's, just, it, it's the opposite, though, uh-huh. because suddenly you realize that you're not just debating ideas, right? You're mm. debating what's going to be the determination for your child's future, right? Mm. So before, if I'm debating stuff and I'm saying the trans agenda is harmful, which I believe, mm-hmm. It's just me saying I think it's harmful and here's why. But now that I have a child and you're realizing they're implementing these policies and they're serious, Mm -hmm. right? California just proposed um, a ban on boys and girls signs. Mm. Like they don't, when you go into the store, they no longer want to see boys and girls, right? So now we're talking about the future for my children. And so it feels more severe to me. And it's it's hardened me in in the sense that like I want to fight even harder, even Mm. though it seems crazy because people are like, you already (laughs) seem like you're fighting, but. No, that makes sense. And so for now to kind of make a lot more sense when it comes to your new show mm-hmm. because you recently launched a late night show with the Daily Wire. So tell us about what made you decide to do that show. I, like now that you're sharing that, that makes a lot more sense. So like what is the show about and what made you decide to do the show? So there was two things. Once is that, well, one thing is that I always really loved late night TV because yeah. I have a big sense of humor which doesn't really get to come across often mm-hmm. uh, because the media hardens me. And I just felt like late night television isn't funny anymore. It's Mm. gotten so hyper political and angry and really at the expense of conservatives. Like every joke is made at the expense of a Trump supporter, conservative, conservatives suck. Okay, we get it. You guys are amazing. Saturday Night Live, you're not even funny anymore. (laughs) And late night humor used to be great. Like back when Jay Leno, I I couldn't tell you what his politics were because he made fun of both sides. That's real. And that's what real humor is supposed to do, right? So real humor, the best kind of humor is when you walk into a room and they make fun of every group of person and you mm. walk out and you're like, man, we all kind of suck a little, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 kind of yeah. brings you all together in yeah. a way that you realize that none of you guys are perfect. And mm. that's kind of the beauty of humor. So the first thing was just the hostility of late night TV, where they just seem like they're trying to score political points. But then also realizing that we have half the country that doesn't see their ideas being represented in the mainstream, mm-hmm. like conservatives are just boxed out, you know, every, everything, whether we're talking about late night TV, the Grammys, the Emmys, everything is all about virtue signaling for the left and saying this is we're the best we're the best and all of you guys suck Mm. and in my opinion we're we're the majority i think a lot of people in this country are becoming increasingly more conservative because the left has become more radical so i don't even think that i have a disagreement anymore with democrats right Mm. like i think that the majority of democrats now can say 
okay, that's too much. That's a little too far left for me. I don't think the average Democrat in this country wants children to be told to pick their gender, Mm. right? So we're seeing sort of just this radicalization. And so I wanted to just create a show that first and foremost showed the different sides of me, but also represented a voice for those people that just feel like you're the forgotten person in America and Mm. you're not allowed to have an opinion because we're just making it seem like you guys don't exist. No, that makes a lot of sense. So I guess... That's something I, I think I struggle with as well, doing a lot more of the serious content, you know, and having interviews with, with Ben and Jonathan Haidt and Robert Greene. Then occasionally when I want to do the funny stuff, that kind of gets, I want to show that different side of me, but that gets lost. Mm. So how do you balance now that you're creating more entertaining content, people now may take a joke that may be just a joke and say that's what Candace Owens actually believes and maybe some of your critics will use that to like slander you a little bit more. Yeah, you know, that's definitely already been an issue. I always say there's Josh and legal it seems like a random person that doesn't exist but josh and legal i know i write the show entirely uh so he'll say oh you can't really say that because they might take it seriously yeah. like we were playing a game called supreme court justice mary kill which is a, obviously a ripoff of the game yeah, yeah. fml yeah. um and they were like oh you can't say kill like because people will think that you're actually trying to kill yeah. the person i'm like what you, it's a game it's mm-hmm. just supposed to be fun yeah. um so i think we're kind of still finding our rhythm with that mm-hmm. but it's obvious that yeah. we're kidding like we don't actually want these people to be the Supreme Court justice or married to or killed. Um, and you have to hope that people will be more genuine than that. But at yeah. the end of the day, I'm a fighter anyway. So yeah. people try to pretend that a joke was serious. Yeah. I'm just going to fight back and be like, you're an idiot. Yeah. So speaking <laughs> about fighting, Candace, speaking about you fighting people, Candace Owens, this is what I, I need to understand, Candace, because the last time you were on my show, you made a comment about Cardi B. A week ago, I was enjoying my life on vacation. I get a message saying, yo, your girl Candace is back at it again. Another comment about Candace. Cardi B. Candace, what is your what upsets you the most? Or if 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 that's even a question, why do why is there consistently I see you going and you and Cardi B going at it? Okay, so let's actually kind of reset the narrative here because first and foremost, people make it made it seem like I woke up one day and was like, let's just attack Cardi B. Okay. Here is what the left does, and Ben Shapiro spells this out really well, okay. right? It's it's really gaslighting, right? Okay. They do something that is so absurd and so extreme yeah. that any rational human being is going to comment on it, okay. right? So it's not like Cardi B just walking down the street trying to buy a Starbucks, and here comes Candace Owens <laughs> commenting, yeah. how could Cardi B buy a coffee, <laughs> yeah. right? You get on stage at the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, the Grammys is a friend, a friendly family type program that we can all sit around and watch. You know, maybe a couple of things are a little like, ooh, that might have been a little inappropriate. But you don't watch the Grammys and see two women half naked grinding their vaginas on each other. That's not what you see for the Grammys, right? She does this because she wants to get clicks because she wants people to comment. This is what people do. It's like, we can also similarly down the line talk about Lil Nas X, right? Mm -hmm. You're not grinding on Satan half naked because you don't want people to comment. They do these things for attention. And then when you give them attention, they go, how dare you? even look at what what is wrong with you you're you're obsessed with me it's like no you did this because you want people to comment now when i made the comment it was on tucker carlson's show on Mm -hmm. fox news i don't pick the topics on fox news it's not my show so i do religiously every monday i go on tucker carlson right they send me the topics a few hours before the show and i give my opinion so just like everybody else in the world was commenting on this absurd performance (laughs) that she wanted everybody to comment on i gave my opinion on it which is that it was degenerate Mm -hmm. for whatever reason in the midst of everybody else commenting she focused on me and this one minute you know segment on fox news and it upset her so there's something about me 
particularly mm -hmm. that gets under Cardi B's skin. Okay. You know, so she then was tweeting about it for 12 hours before I responded and was like, all right, yes, I said that. And then we went at it. So yeah. it's not really about Cardi B. And I think that there's a lot of things to appreciate about Cardi B. And I've talked about them in the past and she doesn't hear that stuff. But right now, you know, she's the person that's doing the most because she wants the clicks. Mm. She's the person that they're naming as woman of the year. So I offer commentary on someone of her nature being deemed woman of the year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she happened to be the person that decided to at the Grammys put on a degenerate performance. So she got she got everyone's attention, including my own. OK, so that makes sense. So basically what you're saying is that part of your job is you critique culture like most people do. Everybody yeah. does it on the right and the left. And so this was a the Grammys is a national event. Everybody watches it. Everyone's going to have their take on it per se so basically you were just offering your personal critique on a situation yeah and so i guess one of the things that i've maybe people were misinterpreting was is that you were communicating what kind of music you think cardi b should should be allowed or not allowed to perform so that's not what you're saying you're saying that you're not trying to be the music police per se, but you're just offering your opinion on someone's piece of art. And, and, and somebody who wanted an opinion. So okay. like case in point, I know how to get, if, right now if I wanted every single person to watch this podcast, if I jumped on the stage, got hat, half naked and started humping your mic, do you think that it would jump up some conversation? It probably would. Just a little <laughs> yeah. bit of conversation. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. imagine if everybody who starts talking about it, then I go, oh, what's wrong with those people? Why can't I just express myself as a black woman who wants to hump a mic? Yeah. I mean, that's what Cardi B does, right? Like, And so it's, it's not fair to then say, Candace, why are you commenting on this? Why don't you ask her why she's do why can't she just perform like a normal human being? Okay. Perform your song. I disagree with the song entirely. Yeah. The song is so inappropriate she can't even perform the song in its true lyrics. She has to change the lyrics mm -hmm. to perform her own song. But of course I'm going to offer commentary on that when that commentary is asked of me. I did not attack her randomly in a Twitter thing. Mm -hmm. It was asked of me on a Tucker Carlson show. Okay. That makes perfect sense. So I guess one of the, one of the points I've heard in regards to sometimes conservative commentators is that a lot of times they ask for government, um, they ask for government not to be so hands on in regards to religious life, in regards to personal life, in regards to things like that. But then when it comes to some of the appear, appear, uh, apparent critiques of culture, it seems as though they want to sometimes be the moral police and to be able to tell people what kind of art they can or cannot create. What are some of your thoughts on individuals who kind of say that it's, it appears at times to be hypocritical to want the government out of everything, but then you want to be in other people's music, art, and also their personal behaviors? Because it's completely unrelated. Nobody okay. asked for the government to come sanction Cardi B. Nobody asked for the government to get involved in asking her not to throw her wild all over a stage we asked her as an individual to make a better decision okay. right we asked the people that are running the grammys to say you know what this is actually not appropriate for children this is not appropriate content i don't have an issue with the fact that there are you know pornographic actresses who literally have sex for a living on screen right if that's what you want to do with your life that's totally fine but i know that you have to go to a website specifically for that and it's not going to be on abc family or you know mm -hmm. wh wh where is the grammy i think it's on abc right it's I not going to yeah I, I believe so i couldn't tell i think you. it's I on abc it. right okay. uh so it's not going to be on ABC during the Grammys, right? Mm -hmm. There's a time and a place for everything. And that was neither the time or the place. Um, and what I was commenting on, again, not asking for the government to get involved, mm -hmm. was just that it's the irony of just black America persistently, you know, saying over and over again, 
white supremacy is what's killing black America. White supremacy, white supremacy, white supremacy. Well, look at our values right now. Look at our values when you have this. This is what young girls are seeing. And I I do not accept, and I want to say this, make this very clear. When people say, well, you need to be responsible for your kids. That is such a cowardice cop-out, in my opinion. Like It is the ultimate cowardice cop-out. Because you know, as a parent, especially now I'm a parent now, there's no way that you can keep your eyes on your kids every second of every day, Mm -hmm. right? Right now, just breastfed my baby, left the house. There's a, a babysitter watching. I don't know if that babysitter's on Instagram. Obviously, my baby is not, you know, he's 10 weeks old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you get what I'm saying. Of Your course. kids go off to school. The, the kids around them have Instagram, have things that they can show them. So it, it, don't pretend that it is just the fault of the parent in terms of producing a child. It's not. We yeah. have entire systems, six hours a day, they're given to schools, yeah. right? So it's such a cop-out. We have to do better as individuals to make sure that the values that we're instilling in, in children all across society are better. Yeah. So Cardi B, oh, tell your kids not to listen to me like stop that that's a cop out cool no i I like that and so i guess my question to that would be you made a point about values and instilling good values in children i think the problem sometimes when you have this post post postmodernist world is that everybody's values are different so for example like you have your personal values that you believe are healthy you believe are beneficial for not only for your children but also for people in america but then you have people who let's say are on the left who have their personal values that believe they, they personally believe are beneficial for their children and also for the whole of america so then who then begins who's allowed to project their values as the standard for children to follow because as equally as you can argue that your value should be projected, they can argue that there should be as well. So how many people in society do you think agree that pornography is a good value? Let's be realistic. Like you can always do the neo neo Marxist, you know, let's go down. Well, who then decides? But we know how many people in society think that grinding on Satan half naked, right, is a good value to have yeah. for children. Are you asking me that question? Yeah, I'm asking you. <laughs> well, because this is this is kind of, and you're asking good questions, yeah, by yeah, the way. Yeah. But this is what Marxists do: is that they try to pretend that everything is subjective and there is no objectivity to things, right? Yeah. There is objective reality, right? Every single person watching this podcast, every single person throughout society, everything, every single person in the world knows that pornography, right, and children, it's not a good value to instill in children. That pornography and being nude, it's just not a good value. They know that, right? Mm-hmm. But when you get caught doing something bad, you go, oh, well, who's, who, who knows? Yeah. Smoking crack. Whose idea was it that smoking crack was bad? Whose idea was it yeah. that grinding on a snake and half naked was bad? We know. Yeah. We just know. Yeah. Now, that makes perfect sense. And I, and I think the challenge becomes that when it comes to explicit content for children, there is a clear understanding of in regards to your five-year-old daughter watching pornography, your son watch pornography. Like there's certain things where 99% of people, unless you're one of the extreme people on the far left who would agree that those things are unhealthy, right? But then when it comes to, let's say, what's um, displayed in the media, like so for the Grammys, most people would consider the Grammys as an adult show. Some people would consider the Grammys. I don't think what she did was appropriate for adults. Okay. Let me make that clear too. It's not appropriate. I don't don't want to see that shit on my Mm -hmm. screen. Of okay, so I don't I don't think there is a single guy that can objectively tell me that they thought that, that was attractive. Okay, did you think it? Did you find it to be sexy? Did you, I, did I didn't, you but I know a lot of people who might no, have. You say might have, yeah, but like yeah. the truth is, is that you know the majority of people. This is not. This is just degeneracy okay. on full display, and so I just I just cannot accept that the majority of people do not know that that is degenerate, right? And here's the thing: 
when you talk about governing, you're supposed to be governing for the greatest good, right? Mm -hmm. Like we are trying to accomplish the greater good. It's not gonna be perfect. There's gonna be some weirdo somewhere in a basement, mm -hmm. right? Who's like, ooh, yeah, I love this. This is sexy. You know, yeah. I love seeing women do this on stage and yeah. they're gonna be into that. But the overwhelming majority knows it's wrong. Yeah. And we've gotten to a place in society where we, we are ignoring the overwhelming majority mm -hmm. and favoring the itty bitty minority who says, okay, but why not? Yeah. And we have to stop doing that. That is how you literally destroy, and that's what I said on Fox News, is that we're seeing a corrosion of values because we keep catering to this minute mi minority. And so to me, I think that I would share your views. I believe the majority of people, I think because we both come from Judeo-Christian back background, we believe people are made an image likeness of God. So there's a general sense in our spirits of what's right and what's wrong. But I can easily understand how some people who don't come from the background that we come from, people, you know, in those crazy what leftist states such as like a Portland or some people in LA or, you know, different like Washington state may not come to that realization that what's wrong with women liberation and expressing themselves and doing stuff because like that. Because they're learning that part though. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knows it's wrong. And, and here's how you can always, you can always challenge to see like that there's basic morality and weird things in society. Children. Children are actually low-key savages, right? They're super, they, they will look at something and they'll say something out loud. Like my parents tell me the story of when I was a kid. I think I might have told you this in the last podcast. I tell you about the fat, the fat guy in the elevator. No, you didn't. Worst scenario ever, right? Worst scenario ever because I've always been like this. And if I see something, I just say it. I was five years old. This is back when you know, my parents, we lived in the, you know, the roach infested apartment. Mm -hmm. So it was a tight little elevator. Yeah. My mom got the mail. We got into the elevator. Me, my mother, and my father, they tell me the story. And uh, a huge overweight guy got in the elevator and the door I know shut. You're about to you already do. know. You already know, right? Why do you already know? Because, because I know you. And you know, but you also know children. Yeah. Children don't know there's these rules. Yeah. You know, it's not nice. It's not polite. So children are always just so honest. It's yeah. like one of those things where you're like, you just can't say that. And so my, my parents said they were just trying to pretend they didn't see me, and I was hitting my mom's leg, being mm -hmm. like, Mom, 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 you know. Yeah. And and they're oh God, please no, can't. It's this tight little elevator. Yeah. And finally, eventually, I just say, Mom, look. He's so fat. Why is he so fat, mommy? Yeah. Like, look at this man so fat. <laughs> Truly amazed, innocent, going, this is so fat. That young, I'm acknowledging, right, that that's not normal. Yeah. That, that something's wrong here. Yeah. This guy's 300 plus pounds, you know, however, however big he was, and mm -hmm. that guy is not normal. That's an abnormality. Today, if I went through the school system, they would tell me, that that's fat acceptance, that yeah. the whole movement, being fat's okay. Yeah. If you have an issue with this, then it's, yeah, I would learn in school. Yeah. You know, people that have an issue with it, they're bigots and they're wrong. A child really can tell you that something's off, that there's right and there's wrong, mm -hmm. and yet we now have adults that are teaching children that there is no right and wrong. Yeah. Everything's subjective, yeah. everything's perception. It's not all perception. Yeah. There are some objective truths, and we need to acknowledge them in order to have a more healthy society. Now, it's not perfect, and sometimes there are moments where conservatives are just clutching their pearls, right? Mm -hmm. That expression of like oh my gosh I just couldn't bear to see this yeah sometimes it is a little extreme but what Cardi B did on that stage was not an extreme it yeah. was a form of degeneracy and everybody no matter what side of the political aisle that you're on the overwhelming majority of people knew that that was too far and that was too much yeah so I don't want to spend too much time on Cardi I kind of wanted to open that door to the further conversation of the culture war because I think you're, you're in if in my opinion similar to yours I would think that most people would say publicly that's not the public place to do that. But that's just my personal opinion, and I believe it's right, right? It is. And so, but I think the challenge that I think about, even as we're doing content, as, even though we're trying to progress society forward, is when it comes to moral standards, right? And in regards to projecting moral standards on society. And so I am 
I'm kind of a small government, small um, regulation everywhere, right? Yeah. So if there's somebody who's doing things, right, explicitly, maybe not affecting me that I think is unhealthy, I think to me the solution is what is the counter narrative that I can provide, right? So let me give you an example. So for example, like with the Harry Styles wearing a dress thing, right? So the easy, or easy critique could have been like spend an hour about why wearing a man shouldn't wear a dress. But on the flip side, what we decided to do was create more content about attractive masculine styles that men can wear, right? So I view it more so instead of trying to combat the, that this culture to create a counterculture or a healthier culture that's more inspiring and more encouraging to men. I think it's both. I think it's of both. Of course, 100%. Yeah, because you have to call out immorality when you see it. You also have to call out you know the the more sinister initiative initiatives yeah. that are taking place right now that people aren't aware of like i say a lot of these people whether it's cardi b little nas x harry styles individually they're not these rotten horrible human beings i actually think harry styles is probably a very nice guy you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying i actually think it's the people that are using them that are the sinister evil people meaning why did billboard decide right to name Har cardi b woman of the year she should never win that title because she's admitted openly that she's robbed and drugged men. She should never, ever be allowed by Bill Cosby standards, right? To, <laughs> she should probably be in prison according to Bill Cosby standards. She's openly admitted to drugging and robbing men, right? Yet she's named Woman of the Year. Why? Who made that decision and why did they make that decision? These are the questions that I ask my audience to ask themselves. Who made that decision? At the same time, Harry Styles, okay, cover of Vogue, great accomplishment. Why do they want him in a dress? Mm -hmm. Why couldn't he? I've seen him wear a suit. He looks lovely in a suit. Why, why, why is little Nas X making a Satan shoe and straddling? Who, who is picking these people yeah. and putting them in the most public and, and applauding them and saying, this is great, this is great, this is great. That is a, de a decision that is being made with purpose, yeah. okay? By people that have nefarious intentions. I view the people like Cardi B, Harry Styles, Lil Nas X, those are pawns yeah. in a game that is much bigger and much more twisted than they could possibly understand. And I think to me, that's, that's kind of where I, I agree with you, that it has to be both. But if I'm being honest, I think sometimes conservative commentators spend too much time on the critique versus giving counterintuitives to society, which is why I love you doing the late night show, right? It's one thing to whine and complain about the problem with late night TV, but if there's no alternative, right? If there's no uplifting, encouraging, countercultural alternative, then what is there for people to point to, right? So it's one thing to say, okay, yeah, Cardi B, we, I, you may not personally like her, but then it's like for young girls, what is the role model? Who is the role model? So I, I would love that more people, especially the conservative commentators, to be able to provide alternatives to be able to combat some of these ideas that they personally believe are unhealthy. And I think we're doing that. Yeah. You know, I think we're definitely doing that. It's just, as I said, you'll never see a conservative on the cover of Vogue, yeah. right? So you people don't realize that it's out there. I mean, it's not like this is the first thing I've done. I've had podcasts forever. I'm not just out there tweeting yeah. into the Twitterverse, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have a book like you just mentioned i have yeah. a book i have my own podcast i've always had my own podcast i now have a show so we are doing that but we are purposefully kept out of what is considered to be the tastemakers you'll you'll just never see i mean melania trump they put every first lady on the cover of vogue i mean literally every first lady on the cover of magazines whether it's l vogue melania trump arguably one of the most beautiful first ladies ever had definitively the most stylish first lady we've ever had nowhere yeah. right so and that's what I, i'm i'm trying to get people to understand whether you like me or not somebody else is making a decision 
in terms of what you are allowed to digest. Somebody else is trying to set your moral standards. Somebody else is adjusting the codes and saying you should start to perceive this as normal. And it's not normal. It's not normal. So I'm calling it out for being not normal while also creating content, also creating an alternative for them. Cool. So that leads me to where I wanted to go to next, which is now that there's an understanding of you want to create more content, you want to provide an alternative. So let's say there's a 20 year old girl right now who listened to this podcast and, and felt some way about Cardi B. She didn't know if she was agreeing or disagreeing, but she was kind of on the fence. She listens to you and she's like, OK, this may or may not make sense. So what would what would be an incentive for young girls to follow maybe an ideology that you would present versus the ideology that the media are, are, are presenting in regards to how young girls should act. So what is the benefit of them listening to you versus them listening to Cosmopolitan and mainstream media like that? You know what I always say? Go Experiment ahead. with both and let, and tell me what makes you feel better. Mm. And, and that is the truth when it comes to young women because I dedicated my first episode to young women and really talking to them about these are the options that are being presented to you. Less 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 take off more clothes you know do the most to get attention right if you think that that's freedom the idea that you have to wear less and the idea that you have to get naked to be heard you really think that's a form of freedom because that's not that's slavery that's bondage i didn't have to take off my clothes to be heard in society and these women will realize that when you follow these people that are you know, self-imposed feminists. I'm a feminist. I do this. I'm a feminist. I, you hear that word over and over and over again. You'll find that the majority of them are miserable. Mm. Look at their lives and ask yourself a question. Do you think they are happy? Mm. Do you feel good when you do what they do? Right? When you're constantly looking for a dopamine hit from social media because you took your clothes off and you want somebody in your comments, you know, a thirst trap with your with your ass out, right? And and you want someone in your comments going, oh, you slay bae. You slayed the day bae. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Tuesdays, am I right? Yeah. And and you do the stuff for attention and you're devaluing yourself. And at the end of the day, you don't actually feel good and you're not, it's not going to bring you happiness, right? So yeah, you can get guys sliding in your DM. Uh, you can get guys telling you you look good. You can get guys that want to sleep with you. Uh, how many of these people actually get guys that want to stay with you, mm. right? Or not in somebody else's DM. The same way that you found him is the same way he's going to find somebody else mm. because we are increasingly becoming a part of a society that's ADHD. You want to know why our grandparents stayed together? Because they, didn't, they weren't looking at Ashley cheeks all day on Instagram and, and refreshing it and going, oh, well, that girl looks younger. That girl looks better. That girl's face tuned, you know, and, and I think that that is what these young women that they're following are telling them. You've got 13 year olds getting lip injections, mm. right? Because they want to look like Kylie Jenner. Again, not a shot to Kylie Jenner, but what society have we created that ever made Kylie Jenner feel like she had to go, go out and buy those lips, mm -hmm. that she had to contour her entire face and change her entire body. She was already a beautiful little girl. So the society is ill. It's not normal, mm -hmm. right? Don't let these people convince you that that's normal. That's cancer. Mm -hmm. And it will, that cancer will become contagious to you. Mm -hmm. If you accept that, you don't follow better role models because yeah. I, I I genuinely believe that conservative women are happier okay and so you we've used the word conservative multiple times and so before we move forward how do you define conservative like what does it mean for someone to be conservative yeah you know I think that it, it, you can define it politically and I don't I don't think people should define it politically I think that people so often confuse conservatism with republicanism and it's not that okay. my grandfather raised me he was a conservative he never voted a day in his life because he was so Christian that he didn't believe in any form of secularism um, and you know it's you know conservatives are people that I think place faith and family above every 
everything else. Um, and everything good comes from that. There, there is so much good that comes when you just dedicate yourself to the basic proverbs of the Bible. You don't need to go. I'm not saying that this means that, you know, you need to dedicate your whole life. I think it would be great if you dedicated your whole life to God and that you were a Christian. But if even if you read the Bible objectively, mm -hmm. those proverbs hit hard. In fact, a lot of the times people are using expressions. They don't know where they came from. They came from the Bible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they literally came from the Bible. Have a read of that. You know, um, when I say I'm living my life conservatively, I, I mean that I, I don't view myself as a commodity. I'm not putting my body out there. I have respect for myself because I believe in family above all else, right? I believe that there's respect. I believe that there's order. I believe that there's uh, that there that there's hierarchy um, in terms of authority in the household. I respect my husband, um, you know, as as the person that is leading my household, and that is not a form of bondage, right? Because you get that respect right back. Mm -hmm. I aspire to family. I think that's the greatest thing you can do in the world. I think the toughest job is raising good kids, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and and people so so much want to wokeify women and say, oh well, if you're at home making your husband a sandwich, then you're 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 trapped. I mean, mm -hmm. that's the greatest reward of my day is when I'm done at work and I get to go home and make a meal uh, for my family yeah. um, and talk about things that matter, talk about principles and morals around the table. It's hard being a kid. Mm. It's really hard, especially being a young woman. And right now we're making it harder for young women because the society that we're raising even young men up in is just not sustainable long-term. Mm. And so I live my life conservatively, meaning that I don't feel like I have to get half naked. Um, and uh, I, I put my faith in my family above everything else. Cool. So there's two ways I want to take that. The one, I think because of time constraints, we may or may not touch back on it later. But the first thing is that it, it seems to me a lot of women um, when it, when they hear conservative values, the trigger to them, and I could be wrong, the trigger to them, it seems as, you know, bondage, you know, go back in the kitchen, you know, shut up and just, you know what I mean? Just be a slave to your husband. Why do you feel like there's so much of a, when they think, when, when they're hearing about some of the things that you say, like what makes you happy is making your husband a sandwich. Some people are like that sounds crazy, yeah. right? So why do you think there's such a, a disgust, such, such a, a rejection of that kind of idea of that? kind of woman um, in regards to modern society because we were being brainwashed via the education system okay I you you learn feminism in school right you learn feminism I had to actively define learn it. and for clarification what do you what how do you define feminism I can tell you how they define it and what it actually is right Go ahead. So feminism in in school when you learn it is you're just fighting against the patriarchy and you're supposed to see see the patriarchy everywhere it's the same way that critical race theory and race is being taught the idea is not they're not actually teaching you anything but how to hate white people when you're learning about race in school and when you are learning about feminism they're not actually teaching you anything other than how to hate men and to see the patriarchy and men putting you down everywhere right so when you have that form of psychological conditioning taking place in the school system you're producing women that see the patriarchy everywhere it becomes like a paranoia right oh my god if I ask me to make a sandwich oh my god can I make a sandwich and then that's it I'm trapped mm -hmm. and they're actually not realizing that there actually was an incentive behind you even being taught that You've never actually lived the life of making a husband a sandwich. And they think that's going to send you back and suddenly you're going to lose your voting rights and, and you're not going to be able to go get work. <laughs> you know, there was a time when there was a need for feminism, first wave feminism. Right. But first wave feminists would want nothing to do with third wave feminists, which is where we're at today. Mm -hmm. Right. Women that think that actually first wave feminists, you could argue, envied men. 
right? Mm-hmm. They wanted to be able to go to work. They wanted to have that option to, to be something outside of the home, mm-hmm. right? Now we have that option and we're being told the exact opposite, which is that if you any everything in the home is bad mm-hmm. and that's what you call throwing out the baby with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. There are some really amazing things. I think the best things that come from being at home. Sometimes I think we got the bad end of the deal, <laughs> right? I'm like, why wait, we got to stay at home and do nothing and spend our <laughs> husband's money and somebody complained? Yeah, yeah. That's a joke, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke. But no, that... And, and, and to me, I think that's the part where, you know, I, I've i unfortunately seen that happen so much in society, that there's such a mischaracterization um, to me of what people think as stay-at-home mothers and traditional women. There's such a mischaracterization like these women were prisoners, right. you know? And, and so, whereas, like you said, I think first-wave feminism wanted women to have a choice. Mm-hmm. But then third-wave, the, 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 cho- the choice is gone. You must choose what we want for exactly. you. Exactly. Right? What we want is you need to be top you know, top 40 Forbes company and yeah. corporation. If you don't, if you don't have that, then you somehow failed. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, that is so backwards and so wrong. And it also goes against biology. Yeah. You know, it goes against biology. There's a reason, biological underpinning to everything that we have in the society. People keep trying to outthink biology. It doesn't work that way, yeah. right? There's a reason, you know, women can carry children and men can't. So that instantly allows a man, uh, allows man to, to have different goals in terms of the workforce than women. Because that means we have to make a decision. Do we have children? Um, uh, or continue working in our career or try to juggle both. Men don't have that same pressure and it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. They didn't design this. You know, men weren't like, well, I have an idea. Let's not be able to carry children and only yeah. let women be able to do that. Um, and and so there is, there's the biological reality of that. And increasingly you see women that go for it in terms of their career because they have the societal pressure and then it's too late. Mm. And then they realize, wow, this job is not making me happy. But my gosh, can I just tell you as a new mom what you feel like when your son smiles at you? Like, mm. you know, when, when your baby looks up at you, there's there's no greater feeling of accomplishment. Like yeah. there is not. There's I, I have accomplished a lot in yeah. my life in terms of my career. And I can tell you there is nothing that satisfies me more than just my baby smiling at me. And mm. we're taking that away from women mm. because we're telling them that, that that's the wrong aspirations to have in life. Mm. Another thing that I've noticed going on in society is that there is a lot of cynicism um, towards men as well. And you've talked about it, you know, as well on your show and on different platforms. And I've noticed that a lot of women, similar to like what the media does, it projects such a negative, cynical view of men in society, of men are going to take advantage of you, they're going to beat you, they're going to, you know, get you pregnant and leave you. There's such a negative view of men. So for for women who may have a negative view of men because of maybe personal experience, whether their father may have not been there or because of whatever society painted to them, how would you um, encourage them? How would you um, motivate them to not be as cynical and to be more optimistic when it comes to men? I think it's a self-perpetuating problem, meaning that there are crappy men in the world, right? But men are crappy because we've created a system where manhood has become obsolete. Mm-hmm. You keep increasingly telling men more and more they can't matter. When I say, who are they being told that by? You know, they're, like I said, there's there's more sinister implications here of why we're making manhood obsolete. When we're saying masculinity is wrong, this is wrong, this is backwards, you don't need a man. Uh, you, can, you can just have a baby without a man. You're starting to see that sort of programming happening with young women. When you're telling women to act like men, you should aspire to the things that men naturally might aspire to. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you remove the more natural feeling of men being providers and women being nurturers, which is a beautiful yin and yang that just works, right? Mm -hmm. So you're creating men to feel obsolete and then women are complaining because men aren't being men. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way, Mm -hmm. right? And not only that, then increasingly you're telling women to be the opposite of what I think men want, right? Mm -hmm. The opposite, maybe in the instant, 
when men are not thinking with their big heads and they're saying, oh, whoa, she's half naked, great, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. That might be what a man wants. But long term, that's not what a man wants. A man yeah. doesn't want a girl that's that's just going to be naked all the time and put herself out there available for every man to see. Mm-hmm. You know, that I, I don't have to be a man to know that that's not what men want. Yeah. So then you say men suck, and I ask this question all the time. You complain about men, but are you being the type of a woman that a man would want, mm. right? It's mm. a self-perpetuating problem. And then you say that and they, oh my God, Candace is a horrible human being. And I'm, I'm looking at you going, I w- I'm not a dude. I wouldn't date you. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, again, self-perpetuating problem. Not enough women calling out the fact that women are not desirable right now, in my opinion, right? Mm. They're sexually desirable, but I wouldn't want to take you home to mom desirable. Mm. Um, and then you have men who are, are you know, being hit over the stick and being told, man, bad, masculinity, bad, um, who need to be told, no, stand up. You know, tuck your shirt in, right? Uh, it, it, be a leader. Mm-hmm. Be what a man is supposed to be. And that dies when we can't even, we're not even allowed to say man and woman anymore. And that gets me into the transgender. Yeah. I could rant for three hours on that. So mm-hmm. No, Candace, I, I, I like this. And that and that to me is, is a direction where I was trying to get to today. Because the first part that I was thinking about was that it appears to me that a lot of the critiques that can appear to be personal is not really an attack on an individual, right? And 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 we're none of us are perfect. Sometimes I say it the wrong way. Sometimes you say things the wrong way. None of us are perfect. But one thing that I think you're passionate about is that you're seeing that some of these ideas that are being projected in society, how they're negatively affecting the next generation, especially as it pertains to our children, especially your child. And so I think that something in which I definitely agree with you that unfortunately in today's society, there's such an unhealthy culture, especially amongst men and women, um, especially amongst men. That's why we do what we do at The Roommates, trying to uplift and build better men, because we see that society per- creates so many unhealthy messages. And and it's funny that you mentioned that point where when you think about how women were once soft in the past, traditionally, right, generally, generally speaking, and men were considered to be hard and tough. Now it's kind of flipped in inverse, right? Mm-hmm. Now that the women are projected to be these hard, tough individuals, and now these men are now created to be soft pillows, and you know, you see them on college campuses, right? Right. But then, like you said, I loved your point that you mentioned. You said try both out, right? So try what the society says in regards to being a man, and then try the other, the alternative way, the more excellent way about masculinity, taking responsibility, being more ambitious, driven, all these things, and men all the time tell me that they're so much more happier Mm -hmm. doing it the other way than following what society has communicated to them. Yeah, and it's like, why is society communicating to men to be more feminine at the same time that you're telling women to be more masculine, Mm. right? That's like, just take a step back and think. You don't have to like Candace Owens to take a step back and to go, that is kind of weird, right? It is a bit weird that you're telling men, oh, all displays of masculinity are wrong and you need to be more feminine and and telling men they can bend gender and do all these things while at the same time you're saying to a woman, you need to man up you need to provide you need Mm. to do this you need to do that that tells you that there's something satanic going on right and and there there's something you know and this is why i go back to saying that the bible has so much knowledge satan is the author of lies and deception what more deception than telling telling women and men that there are no differences between them telling men they can be women you just have to decide right now this would be enough if you right now said i identify as a woman then right now society would say we're so proud of you and then they would give you the tools to get you to mutilate 
mutilate your own body. Mm-hmm. That's simple, right? Mm-hmm. And and you're doing this under the guise of progressivism. There yeah. couldn't be anything more regressive. And and you're starting this programming at such a young age, right? You're going after children with this because you're trying to psychologically condition them to think that these things are normal. They'll ruin their lives before they even know that they're in their life, mm. right? Yeah. When, you, when, when a kid makes such a drastic decision as to say, I'm in the wrong body and then goes through surgeries years later. And, I, and I've had people on my show and spoke to them about that. You're ruining their life. Mm. They'll never be able to have a normal family. They yeah. mutilate, mutilate their bodies, right? Yeah. Um, so there's so much evil. And I, like I said, especially being a new parent, I feel this burden to continue to speak out about it. And I, I will never make an apology um, for calling out blatant immorality and deception. Going back to the point that you shared previously about the, you don't, you, and I liked what you said, you don't really think in regards to politically like the Democrats are the problem, right? Like there seems to be nefarious actors behind the scenes who are, who are, who are leading society in an unhealthy way. And so my question to you is, do you think that these individuals um, are literally like malicious nefarious actors who really want to see the world burn or do you think they're misguided individuals who are who are trying and attempting to do good but they're doing good in an unhealthy way for society so i think it's two parts so i i obviously i study foreign policy so i i see china behind a lot of it and that's a much longer discussion that we can get into on another day Mm -hmm. um china is funding a lot of the stuff that's happening in america right now uh china is setting the stage in my opinion to take over the west and what better way to take over western civilization than to undermine it um entirely that's Mm -hmm. that you'd be able to take over america without even firing a single bullet Mm. right when you render children weaker when you render students dumber teacher even when people talk about why i attack critical race theory um you know all of these latinx studies i call it latinx (laughs) right all of this bull crap that kids are learning so you have a bunch of kids that can come out and they're social justice warriors they can tell you how racism is everywhere and how injustice against the lgbt movement is everywhere and now you have men that are women and women that are men and what you have is a society that can't survive right Mm. because at the end of the day these kids have no skills other than complaining yeah right you're not going to make money complaining you can't what do you get all you can really become if you take uh decide to major in latinx's studies (laughs) is another professor right teaching other students about latinx's studies this is not there's you're you're, you have no strengths um no no real strengths you cannot you cannot um participate in a free market society in a meaningful way Mm -hmm. and yet we're increasingly telling kids you have to go to university you have to go to university you have to go to college and you have to learn this bs to come out and to not be able to provide for yourself well that sets the stage um and this is an economic argument for america to weaken itself from the inside out it's it's corrosion Mm. you get these social justice warriors in the big corporations that are making money these corporations that are sustaining america by making tons of money and you cripple them from the inside out they're like cancer cells right Mm. before they even get to work they tell you 20 things that are wrong about why they even have to work Mm -hmm. right i can't even believe that i work at a place and i don't have lattes every morning right (laughs) And, and they're so convinced that they're smart and that's the, that's the greatest danger of it all. There, because we're handing them these awards, these degrees that mean nothing. They're convinced that they are smart, that they are the future, and they know nothing. Mm. They know nothing about what makes America great. They they hate their country. They and they don't understand why. At the same time, they don't put two and two together. They're convinced America's so bad, but they can't explain to you why everybody wants to get into America. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Why everyone wants to get here. Why why we're even talking about having a border wall. Why people are swimming and drowning for a chance to be in America because they don't realize that what's killed all the other companies is not having this free market competition. This is what makes America great, um, having this system, why people from all over the world want to get into this country. Um, 
And so in my opinion, uh, you know, there's if if you study the China, the Chinese um, Belt and Road Initiative, uh, you know, what they really want to do in terms of taking over the West, we're seeing that manifested today. Mm. Um, And I think that it was especially demonstrated if you watch the clip of China um, in Anchorage, Alaska, uh, they had a summit and they were just talking down to America in a way that was so open um, to Anthony Blinken, our secretary of state, and basically saying, you know, America's weak now. Mm. And and I think that uh, we have been weakened from within and we're not going, we're, if we don't turn the ship around very quickly, yeah. we're going to hit an iceberg. Okay. So let's say your premise is a hundred percent, right? We're being weakened from the inside out. What does it mean to turn the ship around? Like if Candace was the captain of this ship, mm-hmm. not throw out the redheaded professor of, of you know, lesbian blue dance. Hair. They're oh, always sorry. blue <laughs> hair. Professor of lesbian dance theory, you know, throw her out the, no longer the captain. And now Candace is the captain. What does it mean moving forward in regards to American society? It means that first and foremost, uh, we dismantle the Department of Education. Um, and, and, you know, we, we start actually resetting reality objective reality objective academics right you have people that are even saying right now absurdly that even failing black kids even though they deserve to be failed is a form of racism right mm-hmm. so what are you doing saying black kids should just be able to pass on the, on, on the fact that they're black just on the basis of them being black they should be able to get through school well what's going to happen you can do that you can do, pull that bs all the way through to college and then what's going to happen they still know nothing mm-hmm. right they still know nothing they, they cannot do anything in society because they know nothing because you keep handing out participation trophies Stop that. I, I, would, I would develop a, a very aggressive approach to the education system. First and foremost, one that is pro-American, meaning that people need to understand why America is great. You cannot, you cannot justify all of these groups of individuals from all over the world trying to get in here without also accepting that there is some magic in America. Mm-hmm. There are things that make this country great. Is this country perfect? No, it has not been perfect. It certainly has not been perfect to black Americans in the past, right? We know that and we're not denying that. But there are tons of thing that this country has gotten right um, and, and that the West has gotten right. And the same people that are telling you, oh my gosh, well, America's horrible for racism have way deeper histories histories in terms of, of, of racism in their own countries, right? Today, currently, Uganda currently has slaves. You're sitting here talking about, oh, I, you know, they took us from Africa. Would you want to go back to Africa? <laughs> Maybe you should learn about what goes on in Africa today. Maybe you should learn about the slave trade in Africa today. Maybe you should learn that, Af- that that's the slave trade was not created by white Americans or by uh, you know Americans uh, or or by white people in general in the West, but actually they were the first to dismantle the slave trade in the entire world, mm-hmm. right? And and so because people don't know history and they think that the world started in 1776, they're so ignorant to the fact that the West has actually always been the best, mm-hmm. right? You're saying, oh, that's a form of a, you can't say that. That's horrible. That's nationalism. No, there is something about the West that has always been the West or that has always been the best. There are ingredients that the West has gotten right, and as I said. Things that we've done that are wrong, but they have been done forever and longer in all of these other countries that you keep thinking are better. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about immigration? Go go figure out what every other country, what, what their system of immigration is. You think America is so horrible and racist? Japan, you could be born in Japan and still not get citizenship. Mm-hmm. Literally, they don't care because they want you to be Japanese. You have to be Japanese to acquire citizenship in Japan. Mm-hmm. Go learn about every other country's system of immigration before you go talking about ours. Yeah. Um, and, and it just it infuriates me because people don't realize the opportunities that you are given just because you are born. It's almost like the people that live here don't deserve the opportunities they have. I would in a second, in a heartbeat, take 
a bunch of black people from Nigeria and trade them with black Americans that are out there complaining and rioting and looting. And that is why African immigrants, I have so many African immigrant fans that say to me, man, I don't know what the hell is wrong mm. with black Americans. It's because they, they don't know what happens outside of this country. Yeah. And there's, there's so much truth to that. Yeah. So, so one thing that here's, and I know sometimes Ben doesn't like when I bring up this point, but one of the, one of the things that I've personally noticed is that there, there's so many ignorant people, right? There's so many people who, unfortunately, they're like you said, the, I think the system is unhealthy. I talk about it all the time. It's an unhealthy, toxic environment. It creates toxic ideology. It creates toxic people. The system is unhealthy. So there's a lot of ignorant people who are, unfortunately, a byproduct of an unhealthy system. Do you feel as though sometimes your tone as a such an intelligent, enlightened woman at times can be too heavy handed when sometimes they really are oblivious. Like you said, for a lot of these people, like, like you said, like with Cardi and Lil Nas and Harry Styles, you're saying that they're pawns in the system. So do you feel like sometimes maybe your tone to the, so to speak pawn is heavy handed when there should be more an attack and to the system and a more compassion towards, towards individuals that you personally believe are going in the wrong direction? How's their tone to me? How's their tone to me? Yeah. Right. So and here, here's what people don't understand. You have these people and they're not just wrong. They're strong and wrong. Right. They're okay. passionately ignorant. They're convinced of their own intelligence. They're convinced that they are the future. Right. So they come in here and they are just like, mm, I am it. I am the best. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You think they're going to hear a little quiet mouse being like, actually, um, I'd like you to read this thesis paper I wrote and explain to you the ills. They would be like, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. These people are rude, they're loud, and they're passionate about their ignorance. So the only way that you can address them is to be just as loud and to be just as passionate about the things that you actually know. Mm -hmm. And I wish, trust me, I wish I could just be like, hey, hey, actually, you know, Cardi, that performance, let me explain to you why that wasn't the No, because she she's convinced of her own greatness because she's being handed all these accolades in life. Mm -hmm. They're giving her awards. They're naming her Woman of the Year. You can't tell Cardi B nothing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm saying. They're, they're developing the system even through the school system, handing out these meaningless degrees, handing out these master degrees, these bachelor's degrees. You have people that'll be like, well, I graduated and I'm a major in feminist dance theory. Yeah. I know what I am talking about. Yeah. And so you you have to combat that, combat that with with aggression because they're aggressively wrong. Mm -hmm. I understand that completely because if you're this um, timid, sweet, lovely mouse in a land full of unhealthy, disingenuous lions, are they really going to hear your voice? And so that's the part where I understand that sometimes the, the points are sensationalized. Sometimes the points are passionately communicated because in order to get any form of attention, there needs to be a form of, um, you have to be a, a, a lightning rod-esque like figure. So I understand that component. And Plus everyone else is scared, yeah. right? So it would be so much easier for me to just state, first off, like I said, most times just stating my opinion in 30 second clips. Um, and it would be so much easier if I was being aided by other people that are acknowledging the truth, right? Mm -hmm. It would be so dope if Charlemagne the God got up on Hot 97 and was like, nope, that, that performance wasn't it, right? Instead, we have an entire community that pretends that they don't know what's wrong, mm -hmm. right? That they Because they just wanna be in the cool club. They just wanna make sure that Beyonce will sit down so they can get the clicks and that Cardi B will sit down, they'll get the clicks and like, you know, they wanna make sure they're cool with LeBron James or cool with the athletes. I don't care to be cool with them. I'm mm -hmm. not trying to sit at their table. I'm not trying to be their friends because I understand that the table that they're sitting at is toxic and every every 
everything that's being served is absolute poison, mm-hmm. right? So I'm just sitting here like, you suck, you suck. Things to appreciate about you. Mm-hmm. I think LeBron James is an amazing athlete. Mm-hmm. I think he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about when he talks about Black Lives Matter, right? Mm-hmm. And he needs to shut up and sit down because he's spreading bad things in the black community without meaning to. Cardi B, I love I love the hustle. I love the idea of somebody being a stripper and working their way and becoming a millionaire. That That's naturally conservative, right? Without taking any handouts from the government. That Those are great elements. Now, you know what I don't like? I don't like that that quickly you're already being used as a pawn and see now Biden is sitting down with you pretending that he doesn't think you're anything more than an ignorant black girl because that's what he thinks about her, okay? Mm. And everybody knows that. I'm saying the truth. You know that. Every black American with the platform knows that Cardi B is considered a joke to Joe Biden, but I'm the only one that says it. Okay. Why don't you guys help me out so I don't have to be the only voice? So let me jump in real quick, Andy, because you, you asked me. So from th- this is my weakness. I'm going to tell you my weakness. Similar to you. I can, I can see, people can tell me Candace Owens is A, B, and C. Candace Owens hates her color. Candace Owens hates black people. Candace Owens is this, that, and the third. I'm going to sit down with Candace. I'm going to actually study Candace. I'm going to, I'm going to learn from Candace what is her intention. And I, and I think you're a dope person. I enjoy being around you, you know? Are there things that we disagree with? Duh, that's every human being. I disagree with things that I even th- believe at times. So that's common sense, guys. So I'm the individual who's never going to judge intent, right? I'm going to try my hardest to understand as best as possible before i judge your personal intent so to answer your point about the joe biden thing i can't say me i don't know if joe biden's intention is that he thinks cardi b's ignorant i don't i, I can't say that let me ask you a very simple question do you think that joe biden knows a single cardi b song of course not so why is he sitting down with her why I, did he pick why did he pick cardi b he didn't he even interviewed a virtually nobody but he picked but we know cardi why. b and sh- we do know why and that's my point for view i think so they, everybody I think for, say it yeah so everybody say it i think he I, he's not you know she's not going to ask him hard hard you know hardball questions mm-hmm. about his economics you know she doesn't understand it's an easy interview for him yeah right because a tough interview would be if he had to sit down with me yeah. A tough interview would be if he had to sit down with someone like Thomas Sowell or Condoleezza Rice. Mm-hmm. He went with the person that he thought was the most ignorant with the most views and he nodded and said whatever she said, yeah. he, you know, and she's making noises. And so and that's what I'm saying. To people is that we all know the truth in black America. So why am I the only person that's saying it? I don't. It, it's frustrating to me at this point where it's like the stupid Candace hates her own skin color. What are you talking about? I love being black. I, I mean, I, I, you should be able to tell by now that I quite enjoy being me. Mm-hmm. I haven't made any apologies trying to get you to be my friend, right? Yeah, yeah. I kind of, I love my story. I love what I've done. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I am self-congratulatory yeah. in a way that I came from absolutely nothing and I made a living for myself and I did things that were moral, mm-hmm. right? And that I know that I feel when I ra- let, ra- lay my head at night on my pillow, I genuinely feel that girls can look up to me and can follow me. And, and I know that what I'm giving them is good, that young people can follow me. And I know that I am instilling good morals and good principles. Mm-hmm. Candace Owens doesn't hate her own skin color. Candace Owens doesn't hate her own character. And, and I think that that just needs to be said over and over again, that you guys are saying that foolishness because you don't want to respond to what I'm actually saying, mm-hmm. because you know what I'm saying is actually true. It hits hard, mm-hmm. right? It's the truth. Yeah. No, and, and I, as you know, I don't believe any of that unhealthy ideologies or none of those lies about you. I think it's toxic. Um, I think, like I said, I think the problem, in my opinion, at times with black America is because we have been so effeminized, there's like this unhealthy mom complex, right? And um, it's kind of this thing where, you know, like a mother can have a child who's a murderer and she's like, that's my baby, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a level of subjectivity where 
everything they do because they're part of your kin, you accept it, right? right. Where the masculine father is like, if my, my son did this crime, he's wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't care if he's my son, he's wrong. So I think, unfortunately, in black America, there's such a effeminization where we don't call out wrong in our community because we just believe that everything is subjective, everything is right, and there's and no one should be called out on. We're also being coddled by actual white supremacists, mm. right? So the real white supremacists, if you're looking for them, are the people that know that everything they're giving you is toxic. Everything you're, they're giving you is going to eventually kill your community. Everything they're giving you is promoting, you know, bad morals. Um, and yet they they applaud you and give you awards when you do it. Mm. So the real white supremacists are the person, the people that made the decision. Again, I'm bringing up Cardi as an example, not attacking her character, who made the decision to give her Woman of the Year, mm. right? Those are the real, real white supremacists. But people aren't thinking like that, going, wait a second, I don't agree with that. So who made that decision? We all know that's not right. Mm-hmm. There are tons of black women doing amazing things. You could go find a, a black neurosurgeon, yeah. right? And be like, this is the woman of the year. This is She's amazing, right? Yeah. You could find another artist uh, that's done some amazing things that I might disagree with politically, but yeah. Beyonce would be a better person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yet they don't do that. So you have to ask yourself, who are the real white supremacists? Anybody that is trying to make sure that we think bad is good is a white supremacist, in my opinion, Mm. right? Any person that is telling you to keep hailing criminals, right, to keep hailing people that are are doing bad deeds in our society, person that told you to put Jacob Blake's name on the back of a NFL cap, right, right? He had uh, Jacob Blake was the guy who admitted he had a knife, wielding a knife towards a police officer and got shot. And yet the NFL made a decision to put his number on the back of helmets. Why the hell? Not to mention, they had a warrant out for his arrest because he allegedly um, raped a black woman. They didn't care. Why'd they run with that? Because it was Black Lives Matter material. And Black Lives Matter is not being run by black people. It's being run by white people who are evil and who see black people as idiots Mm -hmm. who will go out and do their bidding, who will destroy, who will, again, where's Black Lives Matter? Election's over, guys, where are they? Mm. I haven't seen like any looting or or rioting or it's all gone suddenly because it's it's a political organization and it is the most racist political organization to ever exist. I'm the only person calling it out. Yes, Mm. because you raised billions of dollars off of dead black faces and the black community got none of it. Mm. None of it. Billions of dollars. They raised billions of dollars in hours following George Floyd's death. Where's the money? Is there a Black Lives Matter school? Is there a Black Lives Matter scholarship that I can apply to, that my son can apply to? Mm. Is there a Black Lives Matter neighborhood being built? Mm. Oh, oh no, 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 there's none of that stuff. We don't know where the money went, it's black hole. Mm. They raised money off of dead black people and the black community didn't get it. All we got were some free TVs from Target and a, a lot of our youth arrested and more black people killed in those riots than were actually killed by police officers in the entire year, unarmed. Yeah. yeah. Well, I definitely want to look into that because um, that I I don't I haven't gotten even think about it. Yeah, think about it. You just oh, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives. You are promoting a corporation that is run by white people that is raising money, and no one will answer the question: Where did the billions and billions of dollars go? Yeah, no, I think like I said, in regards to some of the sentiments that you share with Black Lives Matter, I. I shared it as well. And so in regards to specifically where did the money go, I can't personally say that. I'm going to look it up and and I want to be able to clarify. And yeah, and to me, I think what I hope people get from this episode is what I what I want people to see from you is that you you have a desire to see black America progress. 
out of personal reasons and also for as a paternal reason because you have a child a black child who's going to be the future so you're passionate about any unhealthy idea that you feel as though might be toxic may prevent may hold back, back black america some people might view those ideas as healthy right they might view them as progressive but you personally do not like the, those those ideas and you when you talk about um certain individuals it's really an attack on the unhealthy idea being promoted and not the individual not the so, individual yeah so i want i want that to be clear and and so for me i want as a society for people on both sides to be able to do more of this. Right. I want people to be able to sit down with individuals that they may or may not disagree with and to actually sit and learn from them, right? If if, if you're a rational human being you and you've watched this episode, in my personal opinion, you can disagree with any of Candace's policies or ideologies or mor morality, but in regards to her intention, the intention, as my dad always says, it's really pure. If you ask me, your intentions are purely to help. And so I also extend that grace to some individuals on the far left, whereas I view that their intentions are personally to help, but unfortunately, they're going about it the wrong way. Their ideas that they believe are building up society are simultaneously the ideas that are tearing it down. Right. So like I said, I think you and I are very similar on a lot of different things, and I'm always excited about bringing you back on. And for me, I just want more... I want more people to be able to listen to you. I want more people to digest you because it's unfortunate that unless you're doing a sensational moment, they're not going to listen to your ideas. That's right. why I, I, I love last episode because so many people were actually able to see Candace a person and not see Candace as the ideas that the media wants to paint her to be. So I want to see more of this type of Candace, which is why I'm excited about your late night show. And I hope people tune in on the, in that one, dailywire.com, because I think we need more people in American society sharing different ideas that they believe are beneficial to the, the, the holistic goals. Yeah, and I think I would just... Wrap by saying to people, like, don't believe the headlines. The people that are even running the news corporations, there's evil. There's an evil profit motive behind it. So I can't tell you how many times people actually believe that I said things I never said because they know that right now they're training not just black people, but all Americans to just read the headline and accept it as truth, mm. right? And I, I've seen headlines that literally say, Candace says, you know, racism doesn't exist. I've never once ever in the history of all of my speeches everywhere have I ever said racism doesn't exist, but it's a headline. And every time someone gets to debate with me, they show that headline. And I'm like, I never said it. Mm -hmm. People don't think, they don't, they, they don't actually go pursue the source. And that is the power that we give to the mainstream media, that they can build someone up or they can tear someone down. Typically, people they're trying to tear down are people that represent an existential threat to them and their establishment. Mm. I understand that I represent an existential threat to the mainstream media agenda. You know, the mainstream media agenda, which benefits off of an ignorant black race in America, mm. right? That's why they hate me. They, I'm talking about powers that be, a lot, a lot of people that with a lot more money and power um, than you or I have. Mm -hmm. And so they create this division because they don't want you to see the truth. Like I said, don't listen to, you know, you don't have to like me personally. I'm asking you to actually consider what it is I am saying. Like actually go look at what I've actually said, right? And and tell me what it is you factually disagree with. Don't be smarter. You know what I mean? Like be smarter than Candace doesn't like being black. That's stupid. Mm -hmm. That's just dumb, yeah. right? Hit me with a counterfact if you believe that my facts are wrong. Mm -hmm. And I'll level with you. Yeah. And last question before we wrap it up. Do you ever look back on anything that you've said and been like, dang, my tone could have been better here. Dang, 
Uh, man, I misspoke there. I said this fact that was incorrect. Has there ever been a moment of reflection when you look back at some of the content you put out in the past and wish you would have done it a bit differently? Um, you know, I say I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason. So even time, even sometimes where I'm like, man, I could have said that sentence better. And then people kind of create a big firestorm about it. Then I also think, well, I'm glad they did do that because it really shows to me they reveal their hand and how nefarious they are and how much they hate me. And that's part of what I'm trying to teach people is that I am being routinely attacked for insane things, things I haven't said, did say, you know, accidentally said the wrong way. And they, they really harp on it. And so they hate me. Ask yourself why it is that they hate me, right? Um, what it is that they feel threatened by. So I think everything, I genuinely believe everything happens for a reason. And mm -hmm. I've learned just in my past, everything that I've ever complained about when I was younger, oh, I hate being poor. I hate that my family can't afford, you know, to cut a check for us, me to go on a field trip, all that stuff that I hated so much when I was a kid. I now thank God for because mm -hmm. I realized I had to live through that. Because imagine if I did come from a super wealthy family, people yeah. would be like, oh, she doesn't understand because yeah. she's rich. She came, you know, she came from a wealthy family. Um, and, and what if I didn't come from a, a broken home? What if my parents were still together? They would say, oh, she's never lived through anything. Mm. So even the stuff that really sucks, give it time and you'll see that there's something greater and that God really does have a design and a plan for every person. Yeah. No, Candace, I appreciate that a lot. I, I, I've enjoyed today's conversation. It's always fun talking to you. I just love to be able to bounce these ideas. And I just love to show people what a civilized conversation looks like. So for people who want to um, follow you on social media, where can they find you at social media as well as let people know about your show? It's hard to miss me on social media. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Real Candace O to hear my Kanye rants, as I call them, <laughs> uh, my Twitter is at real Candace O as well. And obviously you can head to the dailywire.com slash subscribe and you can use my code code Candace to get 30% off. Um, and you can start watching the show. It, it, we premiere it every, every Friday. So awesome. Thank yeah. you. Awesome guys. So make sure you, you know, go over to Candace DM, let her know about what, about the podcast that out to you guys, show her some love guys. Like I said, the important thing about American society is that you don't have to agree with everything somebody said but we as americans have to find a way to sit down with one another be cordial with one another and create a better future for ourselves and our children my name is hafiz and i'm joined by candace owens we had a roommates and have a great day